Welcome to season eight of the Disciple Makers podcast. I'm your host, Dave Stovall. And today I'm going to be sharing a clip with you that I've taken from the Exponential Conference of 2020. Discipleship.org set up camp there and shared with everyone what our organization is about and what we do. And these guys, our, our point leader and also our partners, shared some amazing things. And I can't wait to share them with you. But I just want to say as a quick disclaimer, the audio is wonky. I'm not sure what happened when they were at the event, but something happened and it came to me a little weird. So I've tried my best to clean it up for you so it could be as enjoyable as possible. So I just ask for grace on your part to look past the audio quality and listen to the heart of what these guys are sharing. And I think you'll get a real blessing out of it. So here we go. First up is Bobby Harrington sharing what it looks like when a church makes a shift into becoming a disciple making church. Let's dive in. My name is Bobby Harrington and I have the privilege of being the point leader for the team at discipleship.org. And uh, we're really glad to have you here because today and tomorrow we are going to talk about disciple making and disciple making movements and you will get a chance to get a front row seat not only at how a disciple making movement works but with some really godly competent leaders who are leading disciple making churches in North America who are going to be interacting with Shadonke about these principles and about these movements and uh, really just being transparent with you, I can't think of a more important conversation for the North American church today. So let me give you just a little bit of background uh, on what's happening. In fact, uh, Lee, if you can put up that website, uh, you have the opportunity, if you want, Lee's putting this on the screen, uh, to, to download. In fact, Lee, if you can just put the website address, uh, there's a specific address, in fact, uh, did everyone get the handout that, uh, if you can raise the handout, at the top of the handout, there's a, a link there, and you can just point to that. If you're listening to this recording, and this is being recorded both by Exponential and Discipleship.org, we're going to be making this available broadly, and so you can download this outline, and uh, you can also download the, uh, the uh, national report. We just completed with Exponential and with our partners in discipleship.org, we have about 30 partners. We completed a national study on the state of disciple making in the United States. And I'd like to share just a couple of those highlights as a way of setup. So here are the top four discoveries. The first is this, that less than 5% of churches in the United States are reproducing disciple-making. Let me state it differently. Less than 5% of churches have a reproducing disciple-making culture. What that means is if you find a church where they're making disciples who make disciples and they're reproducing small groups or discipleship groups or transformation groups, you just need to know if you find one of those churches, they're very rare. They are 95% of churches will not be that way. And so they are very rare and special. We have some of the leaders of these churches who are going to be up here uh, helping us with this conversation. But it's a, a very important statistic on the state of the North American church. Jesus' last command for church leaders should be our first priority. 
which is to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples, through relationships, through life on life, where we try to replicate what Jesus did with his disciples. In fact, at discipleship.org, our mission is to champion Jesus-style disciple-making, and our vision is we look forward to the day when disciple-making movements are the norm in homes, in communities, and in churches throughout the land. The second thing that came out of the study is that there is an absence of clearly defined disciple-making movement churches, or what we sometimes call revival-based disciple-making movements, where uh, God's Holy Spirit is doing a special work like what David Young just described and Shadonke is going to talk to us about. The third thing that we discovered is that definitions are widely misunderstood. What what discipleship or being a disciple to one person means something very different to someone else. Let me tell you why that's important. If we're supposed to make disciples, we need to be really clear on what it is that we're making. So we commend the definition initially pioneered by Jim Putman that's now a part of discipleship.org, and that is a disciple is somebody who's following Jesus, being changed by Jesus, and who's committed to the kingdom mission of Jesus, or to the mission of Jesus. So discipleship and disciple-making, these definitions, we're uh, trying to give a rallying cry to everybody. Let's unite on some good key definitions. And then number four, there is an overestimation of impact by pastors. When discipleship and disciple-making is anything and everything, then everything you do, you think, is disciple-making. So handing out sandwiches to the homeless becomes disciple-making. Now, it can be, but is it really in most churches? When holding services or classes, are these programs or these Jesus-style disciple-making? And so there's a, there's a fog, and in the midst of the fog, there is an overestimation on what we're actually doing. So I say all that to say this. I'm glad you're here. We're going to try to clear through the fog, and we're going to try to give some direction, and we're going to try to give some specific content and steps that you can take coming out of here. I want to take a quick break and tell you about something cool happening over at Discipleship.org. It's our Discipleship.org collective. It's an online community for disciples and disciple makers. And if you fit in either one of those categories, then the collective is designed just for you. The website itself is super cool because it's basically like stepping into a virtual church building with a welcome center, an auditorium for our main events, and even classrooms. Right now, you can get free access to this collective with all of its webinars, seminars, ebooks, and even disciple making assessments for you personally or for your whole church. And this is a community, so you can also have the opportunity to connect with other disciple makers. And while membership is free, there's also a premium access option, which includes courses, certifications, and online gatherings with other leaders from around the world. So head on over to discipleship.org slash collective and sign up for your free membership today. Now the handout that you received on the back side 
you'll open it up. There's a diagram at the top, and it says the traits of level four and level five disciple-making church cultures. Now, we wanted to get really specific, and so we've identified the character traits of level four disciple-making churches and level five disciple-making churches. To orient everyone, if you would think of level one is a church that's in decline. It's a church that's actually losing people from the cause of Christ, either through liberal progressivism or heresy of some kind, or people are just dropping out of church. We know that nationally in the United States, a significant number of people are abandoning churches. For example, Barna pointed out that 15 years ago, if you claimed to be a Christian, 73% of people who claimed to be Christian went to church once in the last month. They've recently redone those studies, and of course the number claiming to be Christians has dropped by 12%, and of the number who are claiming to be Christians, only 39% now attend church at least once a month. So we're seeing decline in the country. But the good news is God God can and will reverse that through his people. Level 2 church is a church that's holding its own. It's neither adding disciples nor losing disciples. It's plateauing. And then level 3 are churches that through programs are adding disciples. And I say programs, it could be typically it's some version of uh, attraction to a preacher, to the programs of the church, to the praise and worship of the church, or maybe to the personalities at the church. And so people uh, are added to the church because they're often leaving other churches and joining that church, or sometimes that church is leading people to faith in Christ, and then they put them in the programs of the church. Level four is where it gets really exciting. In a level four church, the average everyday person has embraced the mission of Jesus. And they say, I want to be a disciple who makes disciples. So if you look at these character traits, I'll hit the highlights of all ten of them for a level four church. These are churches where the culture is reproducing disciples. And 24 to 50% of the people who are a part of this church are becoming disciple makers. They see Jesus-style disciple-making as the core mission of the church. Disciple-making is emerging as the identity. What's the church about? We're about being disciples who make disciples. Number three, every decision made and every dollar spent passes through the filter of how does this help us to make disciples in relational environments. Level four church has a starting foundation of weekly fasting and prayer. In fact, let me just uh, highlight this as we begin, and Shadonke will talk about it. But the biggest difference in disciple-making churches compared to the average North American church begins with a culture of fasting and prayer. They are almost fasting and prayer movements that are reflected in disciple-making and church planting. Number five. The core leadership focus is not just making disciples, but making disciple makers. 
In a disciple-making church, if you're privileged to be on staff or in leadership in a disciple-making church, your role isn't just to make disciples. Your role is to make disciple-makers. Because the more disciple-makers we have, the more disciple-making going on, and the more disciples made. And it creates a culture of disciples making disciples. Uh, number six, there's a joyful expectation that every disciple should obey all the teachings of Jesus. We're going to see how a proper understanding of grace leads to obedience-based disciple-making. Number seven, 24 to 50% of the adult lay leaders are personally engaged in reproducing disciples. Number nine, I'm sorry, number eight, every leader uses the same simple, effective, reproducible disciple-making model. Number nine, the core leaders hear stories on a weekly basis of formerly lost people who are now making disciples. And number ten, disciple-making activities of the church result in planting new churches every year or two. Now, the good news is there are churches like this that we can study and we will commend to you here in North America. But the more exciting news is when God does a special work of a level five, and the difference between level four and level five is, level four is reproducing disciples who make disciples, and then at level five, it goes viral. It's multiplication. It's disciples who make disciples, and each of those disciples who are made make disciples, and it becomes a movement like David Young described. Here are some of the character traits. Again, the first ones are very similar They see disciple-making, number one, as the core mission of the church. Number two, disciple-making is the cultural identity of the church. Culture is defined as this is who we are, this is what we do. And these are churches where everybody just thinks we're, we're disciples and we make disciples. That's who we are, that's what we do. Number three, every decision made and every dollar spent passes through that same filter. How does this help us make disciples? Number four, prayer and fasting is significantly entrenched. It happens a couple of times a week and is intensified in special seasons. Shadunke will be talking to us about that. Number five, the core leadership team's focus not just on making disciples, but on making disciple makers with at least 40% of core leadership time personally engaged in equipping and coaching leaders. Number six, 90-plus percent. Uh, when I asked Shadonke, I said, are you saying everybody makes disciples? And he looked at me like, are you silly? Yes, everybody makes disciples. <clears throat> Number seven, everyone uses the same, and this is going to be significant for our conversation tomorrow, the same simple, effective, reproducing model. It is not overly complex. It is simple. Because we want everybody to be a disciple who makes disciples, and it has to be simple and usable for everybody. Number nine, disciple-making in the church is viral. It's multiplying at least four generations deep in multiple streams. You'd have to work to stop it. It results, number nine, in multiple church plants every year. And number ten, church leaders regularly hear stories 
of formerly lost people who are now making disciples and planting churches, as David Young described. Does that sound exciting, everybody? I hope it encourages you to know that God is actually doing this kind of thing. And this is the kind of thing that we want to pray for and work for to happen in North America. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And just want to remind you, coming up November 4th and 5th of 2021, we are going to be hosting a live and in-person National Disciple Making Forum here in Nashville, Tennessee at Brentwood Baptist Church. You can go to discipleship.org to purchase your tickets now, and you can come by yourself. You can invite people from your church or just friends that you know that care about making disciples and want to learn more about the greatest mission on earth. I hope to see you guys there.